Secrets. Hi, I'm Amy Smith. And I'm LaDonna Humphrey. Welcome to Deep Dark Secrets, a podcast that shines a light in some really dark places. Today, we will take a break from our season two topic of human trafficking to go back and briefly revisit season one and our investigation into the death fetish industry. Yes, that's right, LaDonna. Let's give our listeners a little update on our continued efforts to put a stop to the horrible world of death fetish. LaDonna, do you mind um, setting the stage for our listeners? No, let's do it. So as everybody knows that's been listening, and for those of you that are just now tuning in, season one was about death fetish and the death fetish industry. A little bit of backstory about that is that I have been investigating uh, a 1994 murder case for about eight years. It's the murder of Melissa Witt. And a tip that came in in the Melissa Witt case was from a woman named Alicia Lockhart, who had been part of a death fetish film that she believed depicted the murder of Melissa Witt. She called in the tip, and then the rest was history. Once that we saw that death fetish was a thing, so to speak, and was happening all across the United States, we knew we had to do something about it. Death fetish, for those of you who don't know, is basically the glorification of the murder of young women, primarily young women. It's a horrific thing that happens, and there are thousands upon thousands of men that are hiding in seedy online internet communities glorifying the murder of women. That just blows my mind. I just can't, I can't fathom that there are people out there that would want to get their kicks by fantasizing about somebody dying. I just, I just don't understand it. It's absolutely horrific. And as you know, Amy, and as most of our listeners know, it's something that I just couldn't walk away from. Because I feel very strongly about putting a stop to the death fetish industry. And one of the ways that we have worked towards that goal is to go undercover in the death fetish online forums and pose as a fetisher. That's what we call them. Just side note for everybody that wants to know. Go after these fetishers, collect information, and notify authorities. And so that's what we've been doing for about a year and a half. And that's really why we're here today. That kind of leads us to this announcement that we have to make. It's rather exciting. As part of our investigation over the past year and a half, we have posed undercover in these online forums and really just basically blended in, pretending to be one of these death fetishers, so to speak. Wow. How do you do that? I mean, did you just go go into these chat rooms and and just to say hey i'm a, i'm a fetisher <laughs> i mean how do you how do you blend in with with that type of person you know it's it's an awful thing to do because that's exactly it is you go in and you basically say hi i'm so and so and i have a death fetish and you listen to their stories you participate in their discussions and you gain their trust that's what we've done in dozens of forums but in one forum in particular, and I'm not going to give out the name of the forum or the true screen names because I don't want people to go rush out and look at this stuff because 
I'm telling you, you cannot unsee and unhear and unwatch these things. It's awful stuff that's happening in these forums. But in one particular forum, there are men that are talking about real women on a regular basis, not only talking about them, but sharing their photos. Oh, wow. And one in particular caught our eye. He was sharing photos of a beautiful young woman, but it was very clear that he had a regular relationship with her. Some of the photos were were taken like right behind her as she, you know, gazed off into the sunset or into different areas. So it was like he could reach out and touch her. Oh my gosh. It felt very stalkerific, but it also seemed like he had some sort of true relationship with her and he was plotting her demise. He wrote very lengthy passages in these forums about how and when and why he was going to murder this woman. Oh, my gosh. Do you think that she knew he was taking these pictures? On some of them, it was clear that she knew. And others, it was clear that he had taken them off of social media. But there was such a mix of the photos, we knew we had to find this woman. And we did just that. We took to social media and we asked people to help us. Have you seen this woman? We took it to TikTok, to Facebook, to Instagram. And then we took the photos and we looked very closely for any kind of identifying information in these photos. Thankfully, we got some leads. We realized that she was an athlete. Um, There was some photos of her participating in a race that led us to a gym. And that led us to look through all of the photos at this gym until we found her. And boom, there she was. Oh, my gosh. I've never felt such relief finding someone. Right. So we find her, and then we realize that now we have to tell her what we've discovered. And, you know, that's not easy news to give somebody. Well, no. I mean, you can't just go, hi, hey, my name is so-and-so, and and by the way, um, I think this guy wants to kill you. (laughs) Exactly, but that's, that's exactly what we did. We found her on Instagram. We sent her a private message. Hey. My name's LaDonna Humphrey. I'm with the Deep Dark Secrets podcast. This season, we're we're uncovering the dangerous world of death fetish, and this is why we're reaching out to you. We found your photos in a death fetish forum. That just gives me chills. It does. I, it, it, I, even just like recounting the story, it gives me chills. But before we had reached out to her, we had friended her on Instagram, followed her on Instagram, whatever the... The, the saying it goes the proper, on. right yes i'm showing my age right now <laughs> but we had gone through her instagram account and i had pretty much narrowed it down to who i thought this guy was because you see in the forum he didn't share his real name or information but he had shared just enough that i felt like i was going to be able to identify him and so when i contacted her I gave her all of the information and I said, and by the way, I think it's someone on your friends list on Instagram. And she immediately said, I recognize some of these photos and this is the person that I think that it is. And it was the same guy. Oh my gosh. So I told her, I said, listen, here's screenshots of what he said. I'm afraid he's going to act on it. 
I feel like you need to go to law enforcement in the country that you're in. You need to make a report. This guy is dangerous and you need to drop him on social media, block him and do what you can to put a stop to this quickly because he is writing these long, long messages to other fetishers who now have your photo about how, why, and when he's going to kill you. Wow, that's so scary. Oh, it is. She took it very seriously and went immediately to law enforcement, which was great. She filed her report. And the exciting thing is, is that she came back to us um, just a few weeks ago. And I'd like to read this message that she sent because it's so incredibly important. It's a victory for us in the work that we're doing. But she said, hi, guys, I thought I would update you. The guy you alerted me uh, about, he's been arrested. And he has admitted to stalking me. They've searched his property and they've seized two laptops and three mobile phones. He's currently on bail under instructions not to have any kind of contact with me. And I am so relieved. They arrested him. That's huge. That is a huge win. It is. And what scares me a little bit, though, is that they've seized laptops and these phones, which tells me that perhaps he's plotting the demise of other women and and not just her as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's some serious electronics. He's seriously disturbed. And I, I can just tell you now, it just does my heart good to know that she took it seriously now she has since moved she's far enough away from him at this point that she feels safe and now of course they've got this legal case against him which is fantastic but i hope Uh i hope that this sends a message to the fetishers out there because some of them continue to listen to our podcast wow And I want them to know that just because season two is about human trafficking and we don't seem as focused on the death fetish industry, we're still, we're still there. We're paying attention and we are slowly but surely trying to pick all of you guys off and get you arrested and, and put a stop to these things that you're doing online. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I just think it's so cool how a tip that came in for another project, another case that you were working on that turned out not to have anything to do with your case, but how that led to you and Alicia working on this underground fetish community and how, you know, it came full circle to to saving at least one girl, if not many others. I feel the same. I feel... I feel like we've made a difference. I think it's also really important that the listeners understand that every time they listen to our podcast or they share it or they talk about the advocacy work that we're doing against the death fetish industry or about human trafficking, that it does make a difference. And so if you're out there and you're listening today, there's still something that you can do. You can visit our website at deepdarksecretspodcast.com. Click on the advocacy link. Scroll down to the middle of the page and you can click sign the petition. And every signature on that petition gives us the ammo we need to go to legislators to get their attention so we're able to put teeth 
into these federal obscenity laws. And these federal obscenity laws are what can get these guys arrested and put behind bars where they belong. It's not okay to glorify the murder of young women. And it's certainly not okay to get online, use real photos, and talk about how you want to murder, to slaughter the this beautiful woman. It's not okay. No, I mean, that takes freedom of speech to a whole nother level, and um, that needs to be stopped. And every signature matters. You know, so if you go to our website and you sign that petition, you know, send it to your family, send it to your friends, send it to your girlfriends that, you know, might fall victim to one of these, one of these creeps, you know, so that we can get it stopped. It's so important. I cannot stress enough how important it is to join us in our fight by signing that petition. So I appreciate each and every one of you who've already signed it, those of you that have shared it. For those of you that are just hearing about the petition today, we hope that you will visit the website and join us in our fight. We are making a difference and together, I feel like we can we can help save more girls, Amy. Absolutely, absolutely. One signature at a time. That's right. So everyone, thank you so much. It's a shorter episode today, we know, but we wanted to share this information with you. From time to time, we will update you on what's happening in our war against the death fetish industry. But for right now, um, we're going to sign off. Please tune in next week as we hop back into our topic about human trafficking. And we look forward to sharing these stories with you. We hope until next time, you will stay safe. And remember... Keep your lights on. For exclusive content from this episode and other episodes, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash deep dark secrets. Sign up and you will receive deep dark secrets merchandise, extra episodes, and much more. For more information about our podcast, visit deepdarksecretspodcast.com.